disrupting my signal somehow, some way. Mm-hmm. You know? All right, I'm going to start. Let me make sure I did this. And then I'm just going to run and get a cup of coffee, give the people a couple minutes to see the stream. Okay. All right, I'll be right back. And just right, so man. you know that uh, livecast is running right now. They can hear us. All right. Everything's okay, looks good. And then we'll start up. Okay, we're back. So we've got... uh, (coughs) The next on the list is um, two under-the-radar members of the Trump family are quietly speaking out in support of gun control. So now he's got the entire family. It's it's all the article, just so you know. Okay. Um, So... Putting this out there tie in what was happening you know six months ago whatever year ago right we didn't quite spot it and now look what's happening now right exactly and i can't believe how much of a push how how many of our um, protections are at risk with this president i mean i never thought i'd live to see this day where we can't speak our minds, where our Second Amendment is under threat. I mean, it's just, it's insane. Yeah. You know? Um, it's disgusting. It really is. I mean, it's, it's, it, it's, still a, it's like sickening sometimes when you wake up and see the stuff. And mm-hmm. 
you know, now all of a sudden you have to worry about this. I mean, I got many other projects I'd like to be working on, but now apparently I got to write my senators and get people on board because I'm not confident in people. Right. You know, I don't, you know, even, even with those 80,000 people that went to Virginia to protest, they still passed their laws. Right. And they did, just did an assault rifle there, too. I think it's in one of our articles. Yeah. yeah. He's even got Trump's son-in-law, Jared Kushner, his brother Joshua, and, um, attended the March for Our Lives rally, Schools Not War Zones, Tiffany Trump. I mean... Nobody reported on this. You know? No. And then the president's um, endorsing arming teachers in schools. So, you know, you've got his own family both doing the opposite things at the same time. And you you know it's all BS. Right. Sterling says Joshua is Jared's brother and is a serious Kabbalist and Shabbat Lubavitcher. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, and it goes to saying he's not confident in writing congressmen and women, but you know what? I have to tell you guys, we have to keep reminding ourselves the S.1 bill did get stopped. Okay, that's why Trump passed the um, executive order. So, Public opinion still does matter. It's just we have to really keep on these people. And uh, it's it's unfortunate, but we have to. I mean, what else are you going to do? Right. Just let them do Whatever. it? Just, are you going to hand it over? No, we can't. Right. I mean, you're not going to show up to the, to the party? I mean, you're just going to let them take it and, and see what's next? I mean, I, I, I don't know. I mean, not competent to write these people. We, we have to try. Right. I mean, even though and it, and it just goes to show what happened in Virginia, 80,000, you know, many of them armed show up and have a peaceful protest. Mm-hmm. And Virginia still decides to do this. Mm-hmm. So to make no doubt, Arizona might do the same thing, but at least we're letting people know that we, you know, strongly protest this and, you know, rally our friends up to help support it, I guess. I, I have no other solutions. If you guys got solutions, put them in your box. Right, right. <laughs> there is, um, <clears throat> oh, shit, did I, I'm trying to remember if I, those two articles from If Americans Knew, there's one where you can, um, be, join. They they send you. They're doing a call for action, and you could sign up with them, and they will send you information about local um, activist organizations near you. So, you know, I signed up for them, just waiting to hear back from them. And I would recommend go to the website ifamericansnew.com, and it should be there. And then they also have another one to um, stop another bill that they're trying to push through to make aid uh, $38 billion over the next 10 years, the minimum. 
and, uh, you know, and other things that they have in that bill. So <clears throat> I would definitely go check out ifamericansnew.com. I don't have the links handy right now. We'll, we'll, we'll find them and drop them on our next show. Yeah. We'll talk to them again. Yeah. Because that, that is, that's obviously important because what's happening is mm-hmm. they're getting that money. They turn around and invest it in their uh, nonprofit organizations and their think tanks and this and that and, and basically lobbying our congressmen to get laws passed like the one we just talked about in Arizona. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's basically what's happening here. Right. They're using our own money against it. <clears throat> and also, if you get up to 3% of the population that is um, wanting revolution or change, that's usually... That's usually the um, where you're going to see the ignition, you know, igniting uh, change and all these other things that'll happen. Well, that's you know, not to be the uh, oh party pooper, but you know, that's why you wonder if this whole coronavirus is either a test run or mm-hmm. a real deal because a certain number of goyim have woken up and right. you know, kind of saying, "Whoa, what the heck's going on here?" And, right. Maybe the cat's out of the bag, and you know the the other the other thing we didn't talk about with the coronavirus is the economic impact. Right. I mean, when when the supply lines start stopping from key Chinese parts to make cars to you know whatever tampons, whatever. I mean, mm-hmm. this stuff is going to hit us eventually. Right. And it's a serious thing to be thinking about is, you know, what are we going to do to survive these possible hard times we might be facing? So it's so maybe another show, another day. We'll talk about mm-hmm. that more. But wanted to bring that up just real quick. And, yeah. you know, going back to this Kushner, Joshua, Tiffany Trump thing, mm-hmm. I, I mean, it, it should be painfully obvious to any critical person that they had to control both sides. And Trump is their perfect Trump card, basically. Mm-hmm. You know, he was groomed from this, for this job. He plays his part to a T. He's got so many people, you know, believe in he's a savior. Mm-hmm. And then the other half of the country hates his best. You know, orange man bad. Right. That's why we have, to, yeah, wrong. we have to keep on the normies in these, you know, like Facebook groups and stuff like that. We, we just have to. Yeah, if you, if you don't get banned from them. <laughs> 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 uh, anyways, but yeah, this, I just wanted to bring these other articles out because you know it just kind of keeps reminding me all the stuff happening is going man. It points right back to these people. Uh-huh. Yep, every time, every time, and we got to let the the normies know that the pro gunners they need to know who's responsible for this. It's mm-hmm. not good enough to say Soros or Bloomberg. Mm-hmm. You know, who who are these people backed by? Who are they supporting? Right. You know, it all leads back to the you know the all seeing eye and the pyramid, basically. Mm-hmm. I'm right now looking for those two articles. Um, I'm going to post it in the chat real quick <clears throat> so that people can have it right away. You like the next one. 
I have a feeling I will. <laughs> Starts off with a bang. These SOBs. Who the hell do they think they are? You know? Yeah. All right. Here, here's, here comes the link, guys. All right. So, and I'll I'll send the other link in a few minutes. Gun violence resources when words aren't enough. Um there have been many responses to the increase in gun violence across America. Every instance is tra- tragic and is followed by reactions of grief, anger, fear and calls for action. The JCRC and the Jewish Federation of Greater Washington have issued statements from time to time expressing horror about the events, support for those affected, as well as suggestions for our political system to respond. Sadly, until now, very little of substance has been accomplished, and with the next seemingly inevitable outrage, the cycle repeats. Um, the Federation is providing... God, it sounds like the Star, Star Trek, you know... <laughs> is providing this resource page to offer a curated list for educators and parents of the many resources that have been posted on websites and through social media. We have tried to categorize the um, educational resources in ways that will help practitioners select those appropriate for their audience and context. Following the latest school um, Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School. It's important to expand resources and continue to increase awareness that has been generated by the outstanding teens in Florida. So they're basically so they're giving us an opportunity to be both reactive, providing comfort and support, and proactive in guiding our students and ourselves towards increasing civic engagement. This is where it gets weird. Okay. Right here. In today's world, everything is political, but the partisan arguments and social pressure must not prevent us from learning about an issue, distinguishing fact from emotional rhetoric. Careful use of special specific language may help keep discussions focused. As you explore these resource, resources, avoid framing what Judaism says about gun control. Because Jewish sources do not directly prescribe any legal responses, and indeed, Judaism may have a variety of values that can be interpreted to support all sides of the issue. Instead, it may be better to use the framing, how Jewish sources point to responsible gun ownership. Hmm. Did you catch that, though? Yeah. (laughs) Right, right. Yeah. They're they're changing their how they say it, right? Well, that's kind of what why Judaism may have a variety of values that can be interpreted to support all sides of the issue. Mm-hmm. Meaning they could be double faced, triple faced, whatever. Right. Very weird. Okay. Um. And, and what, just want to mark also. That that paragraph shows intent, right? The paragraph shows intent to frame the ar- arguments to support their agenda. 
Mm-hmm. So obviously, the agenda of gun control is a very blank right. agenda. You know what? Yeah. Yeah, and they're and they're instructing people not to draw attention to that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure you I don't see it this way that. because they're gonna they're gonna figure it out. I mean, wow. You know? Unbelievable. Yeah. So again it's out in the open for all of us tomorrow. Yeah. Right? I mean, I just stumbled across it somehow. I don't even remember how I found it. I just, whoa. You find the greatest articles. I got to I gotta give that to I, you, man. You're, you're awesome. <laughs> <laughs> you're great at that. I love it. So um, <clears throat> then it says, the purpose of discussion should be to gather and share knowledge. The purpose of lobbying and activism is to use knowledge to stimulate change. Keeping these two activities separate yet linked can help communication keep communication open and allow individuals to select many paths to accomplish similar goals you know before i go on i think we should do a a show on how to lobby now i have no idea how to do that so (laughs) i'm gonna have to research it but it can't be that hard right and You know, especially, and I'm looking for this article from uh, If Americans Do Right Now, especially if they're going to, if they can hook you up with a local activist group, then um, it, it should be a lot easier. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And maybe we could do a show, too, on how to become more involved in local politics. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's good. Again, we ourselves need to kind of get up there and get involved, I guess. Right. Maybe change it from the inside, I guess. I mean, obviously, it may be a little too late for this, but, you know, what else are we going to do? Well, right. We don't want, remember, we don't want to just hand it to them and make it easy. Right. Right. So we might as well try. We might as well get off our eyes and do something. And I think that's a great idea, Eric. Let's remind ourselves to. Yeah, Look let's do that. Lobbying and definitely, and I have found the article. I'm I'm going to post it in the chat. To um, if Americans new will help you find a local activist group. So I'm posting it now. So please grab those links and bookmark them. All right, so our first section is uh, resources include communications and statements about the recent shooting in Florida. The material may serve as a reference to the event, a review of actions, reactions from students, family, and community, and it could provide language to frame the discussion. Uh-huh. <laughs> we can use some of these texts to remind us to have sympathy for those most affected. Other articles illustrate that although reasons and logic are not to be found in the event, comfort may be had in the reaction of a community or the courage of first responders. The second section offers a list of values from Jewish sources that could help anchor discussions about follow-up activities, unpack complex and possibly contradictory guidance, and place the specific issue of gun violence or responsible gun ownership 
within a larger context of responsible behavior and our aspirations for society. Many turn to Jewish sources for values to guide ethical decision-making. It is a human nature to desire a clear answer, to view the issue as black or white, with the Jewish values clearly guiding our opinions and actions, but that is rarely the case. As stated by ethicist Rushworth Kidler, or Kidder, as we practice resolving dilemmas, we find ethics to be less of a goal than a pathway, less than a destination than a trip, less than an inoculation than a process. Okay. The text study and discussion should include the following features. Active listening and role-playing, imagining other perspectives, using moral terminology to discuss problems and issues, stepping back from a situation to determine whether it has moral implications, avoiding euphemisms, issuing ad hominem attacks, refusing to excuse misbehavior, accepting personal responsibility, and practicing humility and openness of, to other points of view. Okay. Man, wish they would practice what they preach. I was just about to say it sounds like a practice in, um, I mean, yeah, communication style, but like a CBT, like cognitive behavioral therapy. <laughs> yeah, maybe they're writing in code here. Maybe they're saying... <laughs> do all this or don't do all this. You know what I mean? <laughs> do this, don't do that. Right. Right. The third section examines strategies for action, short-term approaches to action on the specific issue, long-term skills, building towards life and positive political and civic activism. Long before the Department of Homeland Security came up with the phrase, if you see something, say something, the Torah reminded us not to stand idly by and that we must not remain indifferent. Later, the classical, classic biblical prophets saw injustice, spoke truth to power, and took the public square to heal society. It is this legacy that must be passed on to our children as Jews and as Americans. The American political system is a treasure that must be utilized appropriately in order to... Um, Proactively engage in it, there are civics lessons, language, speaking skills, rules of debate, and engagement that need to be reintroduced to our schools, camps, and youth groups. They took civics out of out of school a long time ago. Yeah, they did. Investing now in these activities will give us an avenue to channel our frustrations and, and energy. I mean, um, the one thing I could say is they definitely view the American political system as a treasure. I'm sure that they do. That might be utilized appropriately. Right. They definitely know how to proactively engage in it. You know, they're very skilled at it, you know, and, and the language and speaking skills. Right. They're very good at, you know, constructing these arguments. Like this article here is pretty well written. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, there's, you know, it reads well, you know. Mm-hmm. So they have definitely refined this, and they obviously have a lot of manpower and money to do this. So, Right. 
so there's a lot of hyperlinks within this article that we can all look at. And again, I mean, we have to we have to take notes of what they're doing and and uh, and use you know some of the tactics. You know, absolutely. There's another uh, link that I'm going to share in a second. I think it's something we can all um, take advantage of. Okay. Extremists exploit gun control issue to stir hatred of Jews. What? Um, yeah, I picked this kind of for a reason. I mean, it, it's kind of... <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, it's going to read weird, but I'll tell you why I picked it. I'm not... All right, all right. Um... <clears throat> Those European-style socialists are up to their tricks again. Oh, all right. White supremacists are attempting to exploit the tragic mass shooting in Parkland, Florida, and issuing debate over gun control to push an anti-Semitic agenda. Oh, good Lord. (laughs) Some are seizing the moment as an opportunity to demonize Jews, while others are claiming gun rights as white identity issue. (laughs) Okay. Oh, man. Many are publicly framing the battle over gun control as a struggle between beleaguered whites who want to preserve their traditions in face of a Jewish onslaught. White super. So, here, this is an example of framing the argument, folks. Yeah. (laughs) Speaking of framing arguments. Ugh. (laughs) <laughs> White supremacist anti-Semitic attacks began soon after the shooting and intensified in the wake of the National Rifle Association head Wayne LaPierre's February 22nd speech to the conservative to the CPAC um, conference. LaPierre used buzzwords that white supremacists associate with Jews, such as European-style socialists saying a tidal wave of New European-style socialists has seized control of the Democratic Party. He also mentioned two Jewish businessmen and, th- and philanthropists, Michael Bloomberg and George Soros, as examples of people using social engineering to try to take away guns and freedoms of Americans. Now, first of all, I would say um, Mr. LaPierre is pretty woke to me. It sounds like he's very aware of what's going on. Yeah. Neo-Nazis like Lee Rogers of InfoStormer. I didn't even realize there was an InfoStormer. And Andrew Anglin, who is a Jew, by the way, of the Daily Stormer, in particular, made a point of connecting LaPierre's use of the term European-style socialist to Jews. They promoted the NRA as pro-white, anti-Jewish organization in an effort to exploit gun advocates' anger over gun control. Wow. 
Both encouraged their followers to join the NRA, claiming that the organization is now fighting on behalf of white interests and against Jewish concerns. (laughs) I highly doubt that was on the Trump part's mind. Oh, God. (laughs) Right. Most of the Trump charts could connect that fucking, you know, term to anything. Uh, really? Okay. On InfoStormer, Rogers writes that the LaPierre uh, La speech implicitly sh- exposed how Jews have been the primary focus behind gun control and argues that LaPierre listed off numerous gun-grabbing Jews during his speech while referring to them as European-style socialists. So do we see here how their, how their phony, because um, these guys are phony, these guys are Jews, okay? They're not, well, they're not white, you know, they're, they're Jews, right? So they're playing the part of the bad guy, and they're making the case that, oh, yeah, you know, gun rights, that's a white supremacist issue. So then what ADL is going to say, in, you know, to retort that is, so if, 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 you're, if you're not an anti-Semite, then you're not going to support the NRA because the NRA is, you know, they, they're more for the white supremacists. Do you see how they're framing this? You know, mm-hmm. they're, they're laying the foundation for this. So if any if they want to get rid of anything, right, in the future, all they'll have to do is tell their little puppets, their fake white nationalists, to say X, Y, and Z, and then they can they can attach that to these white supremacists, and then they'll tell the public, see, this is why we have to get rid of it because of people like that. And then you, there you go, you get more of your rights taken away. Yep. So this is exactly they how basically demonized the majority of gun owning Americans <clears throat> who right. happen to be white based on the, the numbers, the demographics of this country. They they demonize a broad swath of America with this. Mm-hmm. That's what they're good at. Yep. Defending the psychopaths. Let's remember how the ADL was formed. Right. Yeah, let's not bring it up, but just research no. it for yourselves because I want to try to keep this I want to keep yeah. this video up. Um Yeah. But anyway, so yeah, so we see how they're framing this because we know that these two jokers are are fakes. They're phony. In fact, the whole thing was phony. Anyway, uh it has become clear that the NRA is one of the few big lobbying groups that is actively advocating on behalf of white interests. He claims to have joined the NRA, writing, gun rights and a second amendment is of paramount interest to whites, and it is one of the few cultural areas where whites have stood their ground. On the Daily Stormer, Andrew Anglin also refers to LaPierre's choice of words, arguing that the Jews, or as I like to call them, the European-style socialists, have declared an all-out war on our gun rights. Okay. So now, here they are trying to take over the narrative and and uh, and steer it. Okay. 
Ingram yeah. goes on to say that while whites have lost on most issues, including immigration, racial integration, feminism, homosexuality, the NRA is winning on guns. And that winning is due almost exclusive to the NRA NRA, a pro-white and anti-Jewish organization intent on protecting our guns from the gun-grabbing K's. Angle encouraged all of his supporters to join the NRA. It's time to put your money where your mouth is and join up with the country's single effective pro-white organization intent on fully smashing the Jew. So, right. So now they're framing it so that the NRA is a pro-right organization and it's anti-Semitic. Right. Uh-huh. Another... What has the NRA done recently stopping any of this? Right. Very little. Right. They're not... Uh, Many people don't really think the NRA is what it used to be. Right. That's right. So that's why I would advise people to go support the GOA. You guys can look that up. Okay. Another writer on the Daily Stormer, using the name Roy Batty, a character's name in Blade Runner, agreed with England saying the attack on guns is an attack on the last major issue that white people are dug in on. The conservatives lost the fight on desegregation, the whole nation of immigrants thing, the anti-abortion thing, the gay rights thing. And now the only thing left is gun rights. Both Patty and Rogers contend that the teen survivors of the Parkland shooting, some of whom have emerged as forceful advocates for gun control, are being controlled by Jews. I mean, this if you really think about this, you know how sick this is? Okay, because we know these two, these two jokers are fake. I mean, it's really sick. It's like a big, um, not just a sigh up, but it's like a, a so manipulative on, on a mm-hmm. psychopathic level. It's so disingenuous. Yep. Other white supremacists responded to Parkland shooting and, and the ensuing national discussion um, with their own anti-Semitic analysis. Oh, boy. Kevin McDonald, a virulent anti-Semite and a retired professor, reposted a 2013 article from his website, The Occidental Observer, claiming that Jews lead the gun control debate. McDonald is trying to stir up anti-Jewish hatred, telling his readers that if they love guns and traditional American Christian values, i.e. white culture, they should hate Jews. (laughs) I don't think I've ever heard or read McDonald say that they should hate Jews. Sorry. Um, I would love for somebody to point me in the direction where he did say this or write this. The gun control of traditional America, especially rural America, has been particularly loathed by Jewish intellectuals. Well, is it true or not? Doesn't mean he hates you. <clears throat> Just because somebody's calling you out on your bullshit doesn't mean they hate you. 
Later right. in the article, he argues that while Jewish organizations want gun control, they actively support law enforcement. McDonald's claims that <clears throat> Jews want to destroy white America's liberties. He writes, although Jewish organizations would not phrase it this way, the net result is that the thrust of Jewish activism has been to favor a strong central government with the monopoly on lethal, lethal force. Given Jewish hostility to the traditional people and culture of white America, this is a very foreboding combination as we head into the area of a non-white majority America. <clears throat> In his recent essay on the white supremacist site American Renaissance, Gregory um, Hood doesn't mention Jews, but explicitly states that gun ownership has become part of white identity politics. By whom? Who created that? Hmm? Who created this narrative? And who's framing the narrative? Hmm? Right. <laughs> he claims that the tech companies, I, you're, you are spot on. I, I do like this article. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he claims that the tech companies, you know me very well. I have to hand it to you. Um, the financial institutions and media that first went after the white advocates of the alt-right are now going after NRA. He writes, the last battle over gun rights is also an exercise in identity politics, at least to the left. He makes an argument similar to McDonald's. As America becomes a majority non-white country, the Second Amendment will likely be whittled away because the new races occupying American territory have a far weaker cultural tradition of self-government and responsible gun ownership. On this level, the debate over the Second Amendment has always been a racial issue. It, like every other issue, will ultimately be determined by racial demographics. Uh-huh. Yeah. That was a fun one. Yes, it was. <laughs> so that was day of March 5th, 2018. Well. Well. Oh, wow, wow. All right, what have we here? Illinois bill would allow for gun ownership to be disqualified based on alarming social posts. You mean like China? Yeah. This is outrageous. Yeah. <clears throat> Talk about thought control. Right. Illinois <clears throat> State Representative Daniel Didick has... Your social media page says a lot about you, who your friends are, your hobbies, other interests. But should your online profile be part of a background check to buy a gun? That's the new proposal from an Illinois lawmaker. Do you agree? Grab your phone, let us know, vote right now. Tap the vote button on the Five on Your Side app. As you vote, our Rico Bush introduces us. I'll let them talk. I'll give myself a break. <laughs> yeah. Where'd they go? Oh. I don't know. There we go. Just right. one man who says this proposed law goes way too far. 
This is just somebody's due process rights that are being violated. It's been more than 15 years since Stephen King opened up his gun shop in Belleville. We get everyday people. We have your hunters, we have your competitive shooters, your recreational shooters, law enforcement, military. He's always been a big backer of gun rights, but he also supports more proactive approaches to prevent gun tragedies. Generally speaking, a family member, a loved one, a co-worker, an employer, somebody else is already going to see those red flags. However, he's against infringing on anyone's constitutional rights when it comes to people buying firearms. If we're going to invade people's privacy, there needs to be a criminal complaint first. This year, Illinois lawmakers have proposed a bill to keep weapons out of the hands of people who have made threatening or alarming comments on social media. The measure is similar to one proposed in New York that would allow state police to recover the entire browsing history of gun buyers. Supporters say it could have possibly stopped people like Nicholas Cruz, who posted disturbing images on social media sites before allegedly opening fire inside a high school in Parkland, Florida last year. But several groups, including the ACLU, say it's a slippery slope. Just to arbitrarily check people's social media accounts to see if they're threatening or stalking, I believe that's one step too far. While there are still many more months left until the bill may become a reality, King vowed to fight against the legislation and stand up for his beliefs. There's just a lot of things that, you know, is troubling with this. In Belleville, Rico Bush, Five on Your Side. Just last month, Illinois lawmakers passed two laws that made it more difficult for some to get access to guns. The first gave courts the authority to create a red flag, basically creating a restraining order disarming dangerous people. The other creates a 72-hour waiting period for any gun bought in Illinois. Yeah. <clears throat> well, dangerous, dangerous waters when you have... Yeah. You know, somebody saying that you're a threat, you're scared. And Drug cartels, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, the drug cartels have, have, have 
numerous skirmishes with the military and in some cases beat them off and stuff. Right. So, you know, they're able, these cartels are able, you know, it sounds like China almost in a way, except they have the cartels and you know, China may or may not have that. I don't know. Right. And the cartels run. The uh, uh, trafficking, right, and the drugs, and the drugs. Yep, and. So basically, you'll have fully armed, you know, state, corporate, corporate police forces, and you have fully armed corporate mafia. gangsters, whatever, whatever you want to call them, whatever gangs they're in. Because the cops could get all these, you know, pedophiles, these sex traffickers. Us mm-hmm. on how to disarm us. Right.
Um, it's so bizarre. Mm-hmm. It's, it's my fuck out there, really. Yeah. Tell me about it. Um, all right. Well, I think that's it for tonight. Is there anything else yeah. you wanted to bring up? No. I mean, let's just keep our eyes open and share information. And okay. You guys got any good thoughts or links? Put them in the comments. And- yeah. And we'll follow up on them. And, uh, yeah, let's please follow up on those two links that I sent posted for the um, ifamericansnew.com. And uh, you know, I'm going to start looking into, you know, how to lobby, you know, as a, you know, as a citizen, right? And see what happens. I mean, I don't know. Well, maybe we should all think about, you know, self-funding ourselves. And if we all donated 10, 20 bucks to something we really want to mm-hmm. do, I mean, that could amount to a good amount of money. Right, right. Give us a little operating capital as long as, you know, we have righteous, trustworthy people running this. Right. Yeah. They're not going to allow themselves to get compromised. Right. Then, you know, we, you know, what's 10, 20 bucks out of your pocket, you know? Right. We'll see. I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll brainstorm. Maybe we'll just do a straight yeah. up on brainstorming, you know, and ask, you know, the, the viewers to Joining us and spending your time here. So we greatly appreciate that. And uh, we will be in touch and stream again very soon. Um, But until next time, stay warm and stay safe. Yep.